Hello, uh, and welcome to this non zero one special edition podcast. Whoa. Yeah, with myself, Fran Miller. Uh, me, John Hunter. And me, Kat Harrison. And the fourth member of non zero one who can't be with us today uh, because she is on uh, parental leave is Sarah Butcher. Why are we doing the podcast, Kat? It has been 10 years since we made our first piece of work. And so we thought it would be uh, an interesting time to reflect on everything we've done at this point and maybe pass on some pearls of wisdom, Ooh. if we have any. It might. I mean, it's going to be an, an emotional ride for yeah, everybody. Strap in. Yeah, strap in. <laughs> exactly. So we asked some people who have been very important to our journey over the last 10 years to pose some questions to us, uh, which we attempt to answer one by one per episode. There are eight in total. So we hope you enjoy. And if you'd like to find out any more information about Non-Zero One, you can visit our website at www.nonzero1.com uh, and drop us a line. We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line? I don't know. Yeah, just give us a bell. Our next question comes from Lynn Gardner, who is uh, a theatre critic who has kind of followed our work from pretty much the beginning because Lynn came to see Would Like to Meet at the Barbican in 2010. Our question from Lynn was, how have our individual jobs in British theatre influenced our work at Non-Zero One? The six of us have all kind of come from slightly different um, uh, like backgrounds in terms of the, our careers through, yeah. through the art. So, so with Lynn's question, we've all, all worked in um in in theatre uh, yeah. in different forms but all like uh fairly differently as well so yeah Brian you've been at BAC and at the Bush and the like mainly some I've mainly worked in buildings actually in yeah producing <clears throat> houses um yeah that ever work being made within those theatre buildings yeah, and um, and for me, um, I've always the whole time I've just worked for um, an organisation called Arts Admin, a charity, and Arts Admin is a um, producing, predominantly a producing and and sort of support organisation for artists working in kind of contemporary live performance. Um, so I've worked there like the whole of the last. Mm. Yeah, you um, went straight into it after uni, didn't you? As well, yeah. Yeah, but done very mm. different jobs there, from kind of uh, doing a traineeship to kind of artist advising to um, to to now I work as an artist producer. So I work very closely with normally between about six and ten artists any one time on their projects, um, and but then I was also thinking about like. Um, We'll get to John in a sec, but like I was also thinking about Alex Turner, um, and Alex did like an internship at the Barbican, but then worked at Frantic yeah. Assembly for a while before then also moving into more kind of press, press and well, the and, Royal Shakespeare Company, yeah, because he was in the press, uh, right, yeah, department at Royal Shakespeare Company, and then, and then with Kate Morley, with Kate Morley PR, yeah, as well, and um, Ivan worked at Hide and Seek. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, with gaming, Sarah as well. Yeah, a creative gaming agency, and Sarah you worked also in Hamleys. Oh, we worked in Hamleys oh. for a while as a toy demonstrator, and obviously yeah. with Max in a van, his comedy duo, and yeah, and Sarah, like you said, worked alongside Ivan uh, and separately at Hide and Seek, um, the game studio, um, 
and has also worked for um like in theatre but also outside of theatre so uh, has worked in t- a television production company but then also has worked with digital theatre uh, and then I'm similar to Kat in that it's been one long period of time kind of with one organisation outside of Non-Zero One which is working with an artist group called Blast Theory uh, down in Brighton and they um, are sort of relatively similar to the way that we're set up or should say we're set up in a relatively similar way to the way they're set up in that it's an artist-led organisation kind of all shaped around making work and I was artist assistant initially there uh, and then I went back there more regularly as a project manager and creative producer about three years ago. Yeah, it feels like they are quite distinct types of role within different organisations and it's not like any of us has ever really done the same job at the same time because even when Sarah and Ivan were both at hide and seek they were working on distinct uh, sort of elements of projects and they were, yeah. so we've never really done the same jobs as each other but i think actually i found it quite interesting because the national theatre is such a huge organisation and produces work on like the main main houses are are huge in terms of theatre sizes you know our smallest theatre is um 500 seater which is still one of the biggest subsidized theatres in London um and actually and coming from the bush and working with non-zero one actually the sort of the different elements of the national because it's so different to the way we work I've sometimes found that a bit frustrating um, and actually have needed non-zero one in in a in a way to be my creative outlet and yeah. to have that sort of opportunity to make decisions yeah. on my own completely without having you know to, a huge organization behind me and yeah. um and and can go forth and we can just do what we want to do within the remit of our like you know plan but um you know i've i feel like i've needed both in order to sort of be happy with what I'm achieving I suppose like I love that the national is amazing in sort of the people that you meet and the work that it creates and the scale of the projects um you know it's it's, a, it's totally amazing and, and so I sometimes feel that it is really useful and we've met a lot of our collaborators through um, my job here I think but we found ourselves more and more working in the museum sector and the heritage sector and art galleries and um the other art fair for example and I think that's been really interesting because it suddenly made us work in a new way almost or bring our practice to a new um a new challenge of working with different spaces um and i found that really useful as well and really interesting how we've sort of almost moved away from theater in a way because it felt like museums were asking more of artists to ensure that audiences were getting a much more deeper experiencing experience when they were going into those venues and spaces um and i think that's opened up a lot for us. Whereas theatres, I think with subsidy cuts and stuff, they have to concentrate on their main spaces, which we don't work in. And I don't. I think there's something interesting in that, that we've sort of actually found ourselves working more outside of theatre now. You've talked about um, some of the, the individuals or the teams, like at the National Theatre mm. in particular, like we know that they are some of the best people in the world yeah. at their jobs. And I wondered like what, whether you can pinpoint anything you feel you've learned from just being around or watching 
people at work at that level and like how that impacts yeah, I mean, sort you, of the way you approach stuff. You feel like you've got the National Theatre behind you so you can go out and achieve anything you want. You know, it's like the National Theatre is making this and we're going to make it. And yes, there are constraints and there are budgets and there, but you can know you can answer a question and someone is going to have an idea of how to make that happen. You want to do an explosion on stage, you go to the armory department. You want to, you know, have everyone in headphones in the in the Dorfman, you can go and speak to the sound department. You know, the sort of the resources and the answers that you can get happen really, really quickly. And I definitely use that for us quite a lot. The other thing I've learned from the National, this is controversial, is that everyone's making it up everyone is making it up and we look to the nt to be this sort of real ship knowing what it's doing and i think what i've learned and what i think is really helpful is it does take risks and it does you know kind of like push itself but also people just don't know what that's going to feel like or people don't know how to do something and i suppose that's that's always going to happen when you feel like you're going to you have to be on the forefront of making change or or trying something new or trying to do something in front of an audience of 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 1200 people a night um but everyone makes it up mm. i guess that's the first thing i go to as well in terms of thinking how our other jobs in theatre have affected our work like mm. i think my brain slightly goes towards that kind of practical support which is that you're surrounded by people working in this area so you know we can moot ideas past people or ask them for their experiences or expertise in something or um chat to a production manager or a Mm. set designer or something very easily um because we're in that kind of environment um and so we're meeting people all the time (laughs) if it doesn't sound too disingenuous what I hope or what I feel like is what you were touching on, Fran, which is that I also hope that it's my, maybe harder with the National Theatre, but that um, the companies we work for on those jobs also benefit, like understand the mm. benefit that that we have as artists yeah. as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've always felt with Arts Admin that they've fully supported what I've done as an artist, yeah. whether that's through like coming to see the work or like chatting us to us about it but also in terms of understanding that I might nip out for an hour to have a meeting that's technically not an arts admin meeting it's meeting somebody about non-zero one or like asking to change my hours around um for a week or knowing that actually we've got a show on for two weeks and I'm going to be going Mm -hmm to work on that show every night for two weeks and so I'm gonna be a little bit maybe not as sparky as I normally am in in the morning or whatever and they've fully supported that because I also what they've spoken about and I hope that they still feel is that they also understand the benefits of having an artist Mm. on their team and somebody who's working in the field and also the different contexts and the contexts as well as the contacts that we bring in um, as an artist company as well. Um, Whether that's because we're slightly moving outside of theatre context sometimes. So we, you know, if somebody says, oh, I'm thinking about uh, doing this thing in a museum, it's like, oh, well, actually at Non-Zero One, we've we've done that. So I can also offer that or Mm -hmm. we've worked with this technology. So I can talk to you about that or I can talk to other artists about that. And um, yeah, it might sound a bit disingenuous, but I hope that like it's it's a valuable process on both sides. Yeah, doing those, it's really interesting what jobs. you say that about producing, because 
I found it very difficult to sort of, um, I started at the National Theatre as Nick Starr's assistant and I found it very difficult to understand what a producer was because, um, and it sort of has different roles everywhere and that's, you know, known. But like with On Zero One, we just made it happen. You had to make it happen. You came out of university and as we talked about in another episode, you know, you just you just had to get everything done. You made the budgets, you you got the equipment, you set up, the, you know, the schedules, you liaised with the organisation, you did it. And so I found it very difficult to sort of pull out the difference between creative team and producer and i still i still struggle with that a little bit here because it's like actually um producers or the way we work in terms of producing is so creative and integral and and like almost part and parcel to how we make work because we're trying to i think we we do you know kind of come up with the ideas and then work it out sort of how that's workable or manageable or um from the idea but it it i find it sometimes quite difficult to see the difference because of what we've what how we've always worked as all of us are creating and all of us are making it happen and all of us are managing the company and the business as well as the shows In my other job, um, more recently, I have had the responsibility of being a producer or a creative mm. producer, but that has to be different from being the artist or the system yeah. doesn't work. But ain't blast theory. Yeah. Because the same with national. Yeah. Like, I know my role here, but it's different to the non which is why it took me so long to understand it or, like, know that that's the job that I could do. If I'm at blast theory, I, I just feel like if somebody wanted to make a decision that I didn't agree with artistically, it's absolutely that's exactly the way it must be, you know, because it's not my work. And that's at non-zero one, it definitely is. is. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're trying to like take both hats on and take them both off, put them both on. Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten how hats work. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. Um, I don't know. For me, I think, especially more in the last couple of years, maybe, I've tried to... I think actually I do separate um, my work at Arts Admin from my work at Non-Zero One um, quite significantly, actually. I think it's partly what you're saying, John, in that like at Arts Admin I'm working with artists and it's their concepts, their ideas, and my role as a producer for them is to to support them in doing that and, and do whatever it is that they need doing to, in order to make it happen whether that's fundraising or whatever and and certainly I mean not necessarily with all of the artists I work with but hopefully with most of them as well they respect that I'm an artist and then might ask me for my opinion or how I might want to do that or I might feel like I could su suggest something creatively and go oh well maybe you could do it in this way um but of, but always on the understanding that they're it's mm, their the artistic lead, vision yeah. and, and like their idea rules and I'm not I'm not an artist collaborator mm. on those projects either that's not what Arts Admin pays me to do. I think there's this huge amount of um, amazing exposure to, to mm. best practice and experience oh, within yeah, those yeah. organisations where yeah. all yeah. three of the organisations that we work for yeah. are Arts Council MPOs yeah. Yeah. and so have huge amounts of pressure on themselves to govern themselves properly, yeah. to be accountable, to be transparent, to treat people fairly, to, you know, um, manage their money well and like yeah. all of that you see, you see 
that responsibility yeah and and to be ethical and to think about those challenging questions of you know access barriers and diversity and kind of things that that are kind of what comes with being a larger organization um which is in the public spotlight and i think Mm. that that isn't necessarily stuff that we are we would otherwise be totally beholden to and yeah, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have an awareness of it we wouldn't have an awareness yeah, of it yeah, and exactly, also yeah. we wouldn't benefit from being made to do it because mm, i think that yeah, like yeah. it can seem like an onus you know to be like oh we've got to write this report now about who our audiences are and stuff but it, they do that for a reason it's because it's good for you to be mm. to, to have to go through that process and like yeah. you know we're pragmatic because we've got much smaller resources Mm. as to where we put our time and effort but when you can see an organization absolutely nailing like some element you're just like well I want to be like that I want to do that I want to have my meetings like they have their meetings I want to run the budgets like they run their budgets because you know they do it so well and equally we can look at it as a comparison so yeah for a lot of that we're like this is done you know we were able to come to the the non-zero one table and go oh well here's a great example of that and this is how that worked at Arts Admin or National Blast Theory and and that kind of thing. But also we've been able to go, oh, this is how they do it there. I'm not sure that suits us, but maybe we can take this aspect of it. We can take this bit of how Arts Admin do it, this bit of how Blast Theory do it, this bit of National do it, and like forge our own non-zero one way of doing it mm-hmm. and sort of having all of those things and a bit of Kate Morley and a bit of digital theatre and a yeah. bit of like, you know, everything that we've had over the years. The sort of everyday producing yeah. side, I know that I really struggle with with non-zero one i feel but don't like you feel it's quite ingrained an it's quite ingrained into how we work into how we make because we're sort of answering those questions as we go like we have got awareness when we bring to it of the because we're so ingrained into the budget and the conversations with for example the national trust in this element but like i don't know actually i think no i kind of disagree because i think um uh what I like to do when we're working on a project is actually slightly forget about that stuff Mm. and mostly because I'm not normally the role that is to look at that you know I'm not normally the the project manager role like often you know often we bring in other people now to to manage that Mm. as well and I I sort of feel slightly more precious now about that time Thank you for joining us for this podcast with Non-Zero One. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. And if that was your first one, there are seven more or six more if you've done two. So you can make your way through the whole... (laughs) Are you going to go through all the numbers? You can make your way through the whole lot of them and have such a nice time. There'll be three more. And then when you've done seven, you'll only have one more to go. And if you've done eight, you can join Non-Zero One. And you also will have listened to this outro eight times as well. Sorry about it. All right, then. See you later. Bye. Bye.